Hello and welcome to Series 4, Episode 4 of The Stress Sessions with me, Luke. And I usually do this at the end of every episode, but I'm going to do it at the start this time. Just drop in at the start. If you enjoy listening to The Stress Sessions, any episodes, please, please, please share, like, download every episode that you can. And most importantly, which I don't think many people have done recently, is please, if you can, leave me a review. Five stars would be lovely, but I've not had a review in a little while, so I thought I'd just give that a little shout out at the beginning. So how has my week been? It's been pretty up and down, to be honest. I've had overall an okay week. I think I put out on my Instagram account that... I've been waking up pretty much every morning at the moment with kind of that anxious feeling. And you know when you kind of wake up in the morning, you get that sudden rush of adrenaline where you kind of, you you don't really know what to do. You wake up and you just feel overwhelmed with, with kind of like emotion and feeling. And what I did one day is I was sitting on my phone, scrolling on my phone through TikTok and Instagram and I suddenly clocked it and you know when you just sit there in bed and you just scroll on Instagram or, or social media or, or whatever before you get up and do anything else in the morning. I used to do that quite a lot where I'd just sit there and scroll, scroll, scroll for, I don't know, up to like an hour sometimes. But I kind of clocked myself at about 15 minutes in and thought, shit, I need to stop doing this. I need to just snap out of this and get up. So I got up, I posted a few little bits on Instagram and made myself a coffee and just watched the news for a little bit and then started work and I think that when you do get up and out of bed if you're feeling like that it does make you feel so much better rather than just sitting there or lying there and dwelling on it it's it's always best to get up and moving in the morning I think because you kind of have to start the day off as you kind of like want your day to go so I kind of try to do that it did work to some extent but I've just had a pretty up and down week overall I recorded three podcasts this week including this one and they're all amazing I bloody love all my guests and I wouldn't ask someone if I didn't love them but (laughs) basically I recorded this one um, another one and the middle one that I recorded didn't record for (laughs) for some reason the, the the person that came on dropped off of the call six times I think it was and unfortunately the zoom must have kind of cut off or it just didn't record and I was absolutely gutted because it was such a good chat but I'm really really hoping to get that one organized to re-record at some point soon and I recorded another one on Friday and again it's so, it's so weird recording a podcast on a Friday evening because it's a bit of an anticlimax because you think oh, I should be going out with friends I should be doing something but I recorded the podcast and I'll tell you what I was at when I came off of talking to that person I was absolutely buzzing I couldn't I, I was just so happy like it was the happiest I've been all week and that's kind of how I always feel when I record these podcasts I sort of I do them and I'm really nervous before I start speaking to the person I'm going to speak to but I always get into it really really quickly and th- at the end of the day they're they're lovely people the people that I speak to just want to speak about mental health so yeah I, I just thought I'd share that with you because it's it has been an up and down week for me and I'm sure that that does happen to a lot of people but this guest that I've got on this week I have been trying to get on since the very beginning and when I mean the very beginning I mean 
before I even started the stress sessions. They were one of the people that I contacted to be one of my first guests. And about 18 months on, I finally managed to book them in. And I'm delighted to say that my guest this week is former footballer for Bolton, Watford, Burnley, Marvin Sordell. And Marvin retired from football at the age of 28, which is relatively young for a footballer. And he retired due to his um, mental health and racism. And I've always wanted to speak to him ever since he's retired because he was he was a really good player. He was a really, really good player. And I kind of, when I found out that he retired due to mental ill health, I was a bit like, oh, I need to speak to this guy just to find out what, what went on and what was going through his head at the time. And it was great to speak to him. I'll, I'll, I won't tell you any more about it. I'll let you listen. But he was absolutely fantastic to speak to. Um, but we, yeah, without further ado, here is the stress sessions with... Marvin Sordell. Hello and welcome to the Stress Sessions, Marvin Sordell. How's it going? Good, thanks. Um, all right, how are you? Yeah, I'm not too bad, thank you. You're not too bad. I'm a little bit nervous because I I watched you as a footballer. So, <laughs> you know, when you just sort of <laughs> speak to somebody that you've watched on TV and stuff like that, it's a bit bit surreal. But yeah, I'm really, really delighted to have you on. And it's... um. Yeah, it's, it's, I've been trying to get hold of you for the last couple of years, so to finally get a, a date nailed down has been amazing. And um, yeah, so to kick the podcast off, what I usually do is I ask all my guests what their favourite happy, positive song is that puts them in a really good mood. Have you got one of those? That's a great question. I don't think I've been asked that before. Um, and I'm also terrible with names of songs. So oh, yeah. It's not really a great thing. It's probably not a great thing to start with because I, I'm not going to be able to think of a name. But um, it depends on, it depends on, I guess, where I'm at at the time. My, I'm, I, I listen to a lot of music and I listen to a lot of different artists. And depending on where I'm currently at and what's currently my situation in life, you know, different songs make me feel happy in different ways. And, uh, I'll tell you what, at the moment, one song that's really been a, bi- a big, like, positive thing for me is is Kanye West, Can't Tell Me Nothing. Like, listening to, well, watching his document his documentary recently. Um, also, I'm, I'm, I've been a massive Kanye fan since I was, I was, you know, since he was first making music since the college dropout. And... And then just being in a position currently with business and and life really in general where question yourself a lot, especially being an entrepreneur, question yourself a lot every day and listening to songs like that, where it's just mostly about just essentially just believing in yourself just wholeheartedly just really lifts me at times. And it normally just comes on as a surprise when it's on shuffle and I'm, I'm probably needing it most of it. So I think that's the perfect question to start the podcast with because you've picked my favourite artist. So <laughs> that's, oh, <nice. laughs> that's, um, that's an absolute winner. And I, I, I'll tell you what, we've, so me and my wife have just started watching the Kanye docu- documentary yeah. recently. And, you know, it's one of those things where you don't get it a lot, but you, something comes onto Netflix or a film comes out or something like that. And you have to have it has to have your full attention. So we've only watched the first episode so far because we're sort of like savouring it. We're, we're, because we're massive, massive Kanye fans, we're just a bit like, 
we're saving it for when we have nothing going on because yeah, yeah. we we're, we're massive massive fans and that what what a great song choice to to start off with so yeah thank you for picking that because <laughs> yeah <laughs> I, i'll tell you what as well the um i've only ever seen kanye once in in concert and it was a hackney weekend so it's probably about 10 10 years ago now 10 12 years ago yeah and we were on the it was um Kanye and Jay Z performed "Watch Your Throne" live at Hackney Weekend as the wow. headliners, and we, me, me and my wife, were on the front row, and we'd stayed there for the whole day watching people like Ed Sheeran, who we we aren't massive fans of, um, just to see Jay Z. And then when Kanye came to the stage to support him, it was just like that. That was, you know, you get like the the moments in your life that stand out. It was like, oh, that mm. that was a really really happy moment. That was probably up there for me, like in the top five i'd say just because of the impact he has as like a as a as an artist and kind of like you said what he's had to go through throughout his whole career of proving people wrong and kind of making his life the best that he possibly can so yeah great choice there marvin great choice yeah he's definitely my favorite artist and, um of slightly slight regret that i never got to see the watch the throne tour that's one thing that I was just like so, so keen to go and see, and I didn't. But I've, I've fortunately seen him a couple of a couple of times before in concert, and like his when he was on tour, and and also I saw him at uh, Wireless a long time ago when somebody else somebody else couldn't perform, and he ended up performing the day that I was going, which was amazing. Oh, see, I I've not seen him on his own, and I, I don't know if he's ever going to tour again. I really hope he does, but. If he does, I'm there because yeah, yeah. Okay. <laughs> I can't not be, but um, yeah, no, that's that's all that's awesome that you picked that. But for people that are listening to the podcast that might not know who you are, can you tell me a little bit about you, kind of your your career and kind of what you where you're at at the minute? Uh, where I'm at at the minute, um, and a little bit about my career. I mean, how much time do you have? I have, <laughs> I'm uh, I'm a former professional football player. I played for ten years across every league from the Premier League down to League Two played for England at a youth level under 20s and 21s and played for Team GB at London 2012 um, now I'm even more things I am a producer and a I own a production company a film production company called 180 I own a marketing agency I'm on the PFA players board I'm on the FA inclusion advisory board I do a lot of stuff around mental health as much as I possibly can to raise awareness and to just generally break down the stigma around it because personally I've suffered with mental health for now what feels like a large portion of my life and I don't think that's going to change <laughs> either but it's um that's that's probably one of the, the biggest things that I do and one of the, the, the things that define me as well. I watched you as a footballer, so I I kind of know quite a lot about your career, and you, you did really well. You had a you had a really big transfer fee to Bolton for three million pounds, which was like you know, and you think I don't know, like ten grand's a lot to me. So, yeah. <laughs> so that that sort of sum of money is just it's it's mad. But you retired at the age of twenty eight, didn't you? And yeah. due, due to due to mental health reasons, what what was that like when you retired? What was the 
transition from being a footballer, a, a professional footballer and have been for sort of over 10 years from youth level to the age of 28, going into kind of like a different career and a different sort of life. What was that like? It was, it wasn't, it has still been. I mean, I can't, I can't necessarily say that the, the, the transition has finished because I'm still not, I'm still, I'm still known as a football player. I'm not necessarily known as an entrepreneur or a producer or a marketer or anything else other than I'm, I'm a former football player. I'm still kind of going through that process of moving away from the game. And even though I left the game on my own terms, which, you know, the majority of players don't have the fortune of being able to do, it was still very difficult. I still find it very difficult, you know, because it's, it's like starting life again, uh, finding yourself again, having a new identity and you know a lot of circumstances change you know the the, the one of the most difficult and and interesting things is that you know the way the world sees you just changes overnight the way people see you sometimes that is friends sometimes that is family they see you in the way they may interact with you or treat you just just completely changes overnight and that's not something you're necessarily expecting or you're prepared for so it's it's, it's very interesting and I'm, I'm learning i guess as time goes on how to to manage that because having to reinvent yourself and now i feel like i've had to do it a couple of times but having to reinvent yourself is very difficult you know particularly when you're in the midst of still trying to navigate the world as well yeah i mean it must be difficult because you I mean, when you're in a career for, so I, I think a, a lot of people do stick with the same career or stick with the same job in the same role, or whatever, for in whatever walk of life or whatever career they choose to do. And I think that when you do have a massive change like that, it is, is going to be like, oh, you, you need to find yourself again. You need to kind of figure out where, what sort of direction you're going in life. But did, did you find that because you retired due to mental health reasons, with football that it's improved a little bit since then or, or would you say that you're still kind of like working on that as well it, it definitely has improved since but it's definitely something I'm still working on I don't think it's ever, something that I'm ever not working on or I think people in general it's, it's, ever not, it's never not something that you're working on because you know just as your physical health you're, you're never not working on it you're always having to manage it in some way whether it's being conscious of what you eat how much you exercise you know the same way in which I have to manage my mental health and we all have to manage our mental health is that you know you make decisions on a on a daily basis that either serve your happiness or 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 don't essentially and that's something that we're sometimes we're not that conscious of even though it is extremely important to be conscious of because you know your mental health is 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 probably even more important than your physical health so for me I've this is something that I'm just consistently working on. It definitely improved straight away after I retired because because of the circumstances in which I retired, of course, and, and what led me to retiring. But having said that, you know, coming out of the game and, and I guess reinventing myself and, and then obviously the pandemic and mm. everything that's going on now in the world or has gone on really in the last couple of years, there have been a lot of triggering moments for a lot of people. There have been a lot of stress inducing you know anxious moments 
for a lot of people across the world. You know, so can I say that I'm in a in a drastically better place now? Because of all of those factors I just mentioned, probably not, to be honest. If those factors didn't weren't in play, then probably yeah, but that's not how life is. That's not how life works. You, know, you, you only can react to to the circumstances and, and whatever you're faced with and comes across your way. So, so yeah, it's a very long-winded answer to your question, but in <laughs> essence, kind of. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's good to hear because I started this podcast because I was suffering with poor mental health at the start of lockdown. And this this podcast for me has been a bit of a coping mechanism to yeah. for me to speak to people about it and tell tell my story tell that and for other people to tell their story so I mean for me this has been a big help in being able to speak to I guess people like you and you're kind of like working through your situation I'm working through my situation and I like I really like what you said about you you work on yourself physically so for instance like you go to the gym and you use weights you do running you'd look look after yourself physically I've never really heard anybody speak like that before I've heard people say about mental and physical health are comparable or like you said physical health is probably lesser than mental health because you have to live in your own body and your own brain more than when you're working out didn't you but it's um yeah I like that I like I've I've never heard anybody say that for it but it, it does really make sense that you, you kind yeah. of work on yourself physically so why wouldn't you work on yourself mentally like that yeah I mean it's it's you haven't really got a choice to be honest because of just how we how we wake up and face the world every day you know and and a lot of the times we we do things probably subconsciously to look after our mental health that we maybe maybe we don't necessarily realize that we're looking after it but there are a lot of things that we do you know even just going to the gym you know people think that's just a physical thing but going to the gym makes you feel good you know going to socialize with friends going for walks you know in the open and spending time with people that you love and having conversations and you know going for dinners and whatever these are things that that contribute to our mental health in a positive way you know spending time away from social media at times and when things are seemingly quite dark these are things that we all we all do or a lot of us do that we probably don't even necessarily realize what we're doing for the sake of our mental health but we are these are the conscious things that this the subconscious things that we do, sorry. And if we're obviously conscious of it even more so, it's only gonna benefit us even more. You do do stuff without realizing it, but you can also like get into that again, speaking from personal experience, you can get into that dark place without realizing it as well. You can kind of find yourself, like you said, waking up in the morning and not even wanting to get out of bed. You don't want to operate as a human being, you don't want to do anything and it can't it can't it's a it's a bit of a flip side of the coin because you you can get into the good routine or you can get into the bad routine and I think for a while I was in that bad routine so um yeah I, I know both sides of it <laughs> I guess yeah yeah no uh, it, it, it can be easy to kind of fall into that, that bad place in a slip away but it's important to just try to continue to be conscious being conscious how we how we move forward what would you say that you've changed since you sort of moved on to your next stage of your career because did you 
this the stuff that you've kind of put in place for your mental health now is that different compared to when you were a footballer or is 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 it kind of similar but you've changed other bits and pieces of your life i think the one thing that i'm very fortunate and the position i'm fortunate to be in right now is i'm very much in control of my life my destiny i guess and and particularly on a day-to-day basis i can take the time that i need to do what i need to to serve me and serve my mental health in the best way whereas previously being a, a professional football player you're you're expected to show up all the time that's not saying i don't have expectations and stuff on me here at you know in in the place i am now or in my current job but I can manage it a lot better. You know, if some days I, I, I want to spend more time working from home because I, I'm, I'm not in a place where I can socialize as much as I'd like to or I don't have to show up, I can move work and I can move meetings and I can find the time to do what needs to be done as opposed to kind of fitting my life into someone else's schedule and that's, that's obviously a massive thing because you know when you, as you know and you're, if you're having days when you're particularly not great the last thing you want to do is have to force yourself to show up you know, it's, it's hard to just force yourself to show up but i'm very grateful that i'm in a position where i don't i don't necessarily have to do that so much i can see there are there are the odd occasions where i have to because there are things that are very important that have to be done on that given moment. But a lot of times I can manage my life around how I'm feeling on a, on a day-to-day basis. And I guess as well that when, when you're playing for a football team, you're also dependent on the people around you to perform as well. So for instance, if, even if you're at the peak of your game and you've, you've got like a, you've had a man in the match performance, you could still lose 3-0 because the team's let you down, because essentially it's a team game. So you could be at the top of your game, but the rest of the team might not be. So it's kind of now, I guess, you're self-dependent on the way that you perform and how you perform, whereas before you was more dependent, I guess, on the team, because it's more of a team sport. Yeah, exactly. And I mean, that's that's not saying that's not the case now, because we have, I've got a team. Um, you know, there's a team that works here on the production company, on my um Marketing agency, there's a team of two of us. You know, with production companies, a team of four of us. And we are just very understanding. And I think it's a very different work environment to being a professional football player, where it's almost just, you, know, you just do what you're told, essentially. Mm. Whereas, mm. you know, going to working in that environment where I, I will say to the, the, the same to the other guys, you know, if you have something going on or you're not, in a in a space to be able to work, then that's that's completely fine. Just just do what you need to do. Everybody knows what they need to do. You can come in when you need to come into the office and 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 work in a, in a way that best suits you. And I think that's something that's obviously been taken upon by a lot of companies and big bigger businesses, particularly during the pandemic and since the pandemic and, and that more flexible type of working, but as I said, it's very. I'm very blessed that I'm in a position where I'm able to shape that, as opposed to kind of having to just fit in to something else with me. The pandemic, in some ways, has sort of helped that because everybody does work from home now, and you kind of 
get to choose when you go like I, I, for instance like I'm working from home today I'll get, I can choose what days I want to go into the office and mm. I think that's the same for a lot of people now so you are essentially in charge of your own destiny in that in, in that respect aren't you but it's um for, for me I like to have that structure as well so it's like I, I like to know when I'm doing so for instance like I'm in the office every Wednesday so I like to know that I'm in the office every Wednesday because my that's how my brain works <laughs> so it's mm. like I, in my head, I'm like, if 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 my boss said to me, "Oh no, you don't need to be in the office on Wednesday," I'd be like, "Oh shit, I've planned in my head that I'm going to be in the office on Wednesday." So yeah, it's um yeah, it, it swings and roundabouts a bit, but yeah, and that's it's funny that you said that you're still mostly known as a former footballer because I, for me, I I, I obviously knew you as a former footballer, but you appeared on my LinkedIn as a marketer, really, and. Yeah. So you're obviously doing a good job uh, in your new role because that's how I found you. It takes time to, to and I think I think the thing is as well that probably differentiates me is even further than that is I, I don't necessarily even just want to be known as a marketer. I just want to be, it's hard to say. I mean, it, it, it maybe it sounds a bit high in the sky, but I just I just want to be able to just do what whatever I, whatever I think is possible I can do. And that doesn't define me, you know. And, and that's one of the, I mean, that's one of the reasons why I admire Kanye West so much, because obviously he's he's known for being an artist, of you know, a musician, a, a rapper, but he's not necessarily known for being a poet or a fashion designer or you know, a, a, just a creative thinker and and someone who who looks to mold and shape industries because that's what he does, you know? And I don't necessarily just want to be one person who's just kind of stuck and labeled and, and known as one single thing. And then that's me. I, I want to be able to consistently reinvent myself. And I think as I'm going through this process now, I've reinvented myself. What I know is that when I'm able to do so the first time, the second time will be a lot easier. And then so will the third time, the fourth time, or however many times I want to reinvent myself as someone in a different space. And then it just becomes a very natural thing. Is that it's just I fit in all of these different spaces and I don't necessarily have to just stay in one, you know, and, and be like a static being in, in one space. And it's giving yourself that label rather than somebody else giving you the label. So you decide what you're going to be. You decide your destiny. I guess that, again, not giving any spoilers away in the, Kanye documentary but it's like in the in the first episode that I've watched where he's going around to all the different record labels trying to be trying to get a deal as a rapper and everybody just knows him as a producer and it's losing it's losing that label isn't it so it's kind of like you've got the label as a former footballer and you're trying to make your way in life as something else that you want to be that you that you you know you're going to be good at because you've set yourself up for it and it's kind of like what Kanye was doing in terms of going to like Rockefeller, trying to pitch his first album to the, to kind of like Jay-Z and the different producers and get, get that record label. And yeah, they're trying to make him jump through hoops essentially. And I guess it's like anybody tries to reinvent themselves. They're always known for the thing that they succeeded in first. So it's, it's hard, (laughs) I guess. It is, it is. But at the same time, it's not impossible. You know, people have done it. You know, I, 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 one of the things I've, I've always been interested in is great people in history. And you, know, you look at some of the great 
I take someone like Leonardo da Vinci, for example, who's known as a great, you know, artist, but mm. people don't necessarily associate him with being a philosopher or a, or a you know, a, a writer or these other things that that he 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 was in his time. You know, there are lots lots of people who are who are several things. They may be known predominantly for one thing. But that doesn't necessarily mean they can't be known for these other things as well. It doesn't mean it's not possible. You know, just because somebody was an expert in one field and they just remain that for their entire life doesn't mean they can't cross over and, and use their expertise and, and go into other industries. You know, the reason why Kanye was such a uh, um, an interesting proposal as a, as a rapper when he was just a producer because he understood music in a different way from being a producer. And now you probably see loads of people who are producers and, and artists because it allows them to, to create in their own way. It allows them to connect as opposed to, you know, just getting something from somebody else. They can, they can create music for themselves that allows them to take their own sound and their own things to another level. So it's positive and not not necessarily negative, but I guess sometimes it's it's difficult to convince people that you can that you're you're more than just the one thing that they know you as. I read that in 2013 you tried to take your own life, and yeah. it was when you was at Bolton, um, and it was kind of I think you'd been there for a couple of years, hadn't you? So. You, you kind of like made your move to Bolton. You was playing in the Premier League. Um, what what was, I don't really know how to phrase it, but like what led you to that point of kind of like wanting to take your own life? What what has gone on? Um, it was a combination of a lot of things, to be honest. You know, just being in that place and, and struggling that badly with my mental health, but also not feeling as if, it was of importance or that I was of importance to many people really at that time as well. I think that was, that was, that was the thing that I found really difficult is that um, trying to, trying to explain how I felt a lot of the time I didn't get, I didn't, I, I didn't get the the response maybe that I needed in in empathy and and you know emotional support, particularly in football at the time, and being so invested in football, the football industry, like my whole identity at that time, and then feeling like I didn't matter. As well as obviously, as I said, a, a, a lot, a lot of personal things. As well as that, that was came into play with that as well. It just, it just got to a point where I, I didn't, I, I just didn't want to be here anymore. And you know, as I guess as flippant as as that sounds and or can sound at times as well. That's where you get to. You get to a place where you, you don't see hope, you don't see future, you don't see past where you're currently at, and you don't necessarily think there's there's value in in keeping going because the the thought of 
continuing is more painful than the thought of not, you know, in, in a nutshell. Yeah, it's, yeah, I'm, I'm like, so sorry that you had to go through that, mate, because it's, um, I mean, I've, I've been in that dark place and it's not nice at all. I wouldn't wish it on anybody because yeah. it's, it's, it's shit. It's proper shit. Um, but did, I mean, I've, I, I've had a, a, a current footballer on the podcast. There's a guy called Matt Smith who is currently yeah. playing MK Dons. So he's playing where I live now, which is, which is mad because he was at Man City at the time when I spoke to him and he struggled with his mental health and he's only, I think he must be about 20, 21 now. And the support that he received from the club that he was at, at the time, which was, I think, Doncaster, was really good. It was like sort of 10, 10 odd years ago, or I guess it's probably not even that long ago, like five, six years ago. <laughs> was was there not that support in place in football at that time? Or Well, it was, it was initially, you know, when, it, when I was first going through this, this was, about, this was about 10 years ago. And the game's the game's moved on a, a long way in that time, let alone in the past even two, three years. You know, and and that's probably one of the, the you know, one of the things that, that I'm I'm glad about now is that the game has come come along with society a, a very long way. At that time, you know, people even, you know, you think about 10 years ago, how many people really spoke about mental health in society? Not really that many. How many people really spoke about it? And how many people ever spoke about it in football? Probably nobody. You know, mm. And without wanting to be looked at as inferior, as, as weak, you know, it, it was tough. And, you know, you, I guess I look back on it now and I realise, like, how many people... I know who have struggled, even if they don't necessarily label it as such, who have been in, in that place. You know, it wasn't just me, particularly in football. But at the time, you, you think you're the only one. And when what you're saying and, and how you feel, people are not you know, responding to it or it's not being received in, in such a great way. You know, you, of course, it's going to make you feel even worse. Yeah, and I could, the the thing that I, that kind of stands out for me is that how, so how did you continue playing after you went through all of that? Because obviously you, you continue to play for another, I think, six years after that. How how do you get back from that? How do you turn your kind of like thinking around from taking your own life to playing professional football? Because it's you you you're under the spotlight so much as a footballer, like in whatever league you're in, how, do, how did you yeah. continue? It's a good question. Um, I, I think what, what probably pushed me to, to keep going was the fact that football was all I, all I ever knew since I was a boy. And it's a, the first thing that I ever loved. And that's what, I guess just made me want to keep going because I love playing football. I, that was my dream since I was a kid. And it was just the want to just 
keep doing that, keep doing this thing, even though it wasn't necessarily a lot of times it wasn't giving me what I wanted in terms of you know the that love back essentially. It was just a, a constant of wanting to to feel that to feel that love and and to to fulfill that dream, you know still. I think that was it, like because if I didn't have the love for the game, I would have probably stopped playing a, a, a lot earlier than I did, and it was actually a love for the game that made me stop, you know, in essence as well. Because if I if I didn't love the game, I'd have probably continued playing, earn my money, earn more money, and then just you know let it kind of fizzle out. But I would have got to a point where I hated football. And that to me was was worse than worse than than quitting, you know, because I, I wanted to to have a healthy relationship with the game because it's been a part of my life, my entire life. And if I continued playing, that wouldn't have been the case. Well, I think what you've done as well is is really brave because you've you've walked away from something that you do love. I think to do what you've done and continuing a different career but then also have that relationship with football in terms of working with the FA and working within mental mental health for for football is is admirable because you're you're kind of still involved within something that kind of could have ended your life essentially but you're still out there trying to help other people other other footballers to um get the help they need and kind of have a better career have a better mindset within their career so yeah, big hands down to you for that, mate. So, yeah, oh, well done. It's, no, it's brave. It's, it's very brave. <laughs> I think, you know, I think probably more so now people agree with it, but life is just way too short to be doing stuff that you're not, it doesn't make you happy. One thing that I realised is that I'd rather, I'd rather not, be in that career, I'd rather not earn that amount of money. I'd rather not have that, you know, some that sometimes level of adulation and you know, fame or wherever it may be, success in, in that sense. And just be happy and just be happy with my in myself, with my friends and my family. Because life is way too short. You know, we've all seen people on mass like this to no extent in the past couple of years pass away. We've seen people we've idolized, we've, you know, some seen friends, family, and puts a lot of things into perspective. And you, you just think, well, why why are we stressing over something that doesn't even serve our happiness? Might as well just do what makes you happy because in the end of the day, when it's your time, it's your time, and then what? Are you going to serve your whole life just being unhappy for for what? Yeah, and like you said, that we have we have lost a, a lot of different people, not not just over the past couple of years, but over as far as I can remember to to suicides and pe- people that I've kind of idolised on on my podcast that I've, that have taken their own lives, and it's 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 hard, it's hard, it's and life's hard, isn't it? Life's hard just to going back to the very start again just waking up in the morning and getting yourself out of bed like some days it's um it's hard to just operate <laughs> as, a, as a human being most of the time i think it is especially 
you know, a lot that's that's gone on, you know, and I can say obviously particularly now, a lot of that's happened in the last few years. It's just made it, you know, ext- extraordinarily hard for, for so many people. It's made circumstances much more difficult and you don't want to add on top of that doing things that you're not happy with. And obviously it's different because everyone's in different circumstances where they can choose to do different things. Some people can't just choose their happiness exclusively. I'm, again, I'm very grateful, I'm very fortunate to be in a position where I, I could make that decision. Whereas you know, not everybody is, but if you are, then I definitely recommend choosing happiness every time. What would you say is your happiest place in the world at the minute? That's another good question. Spending time with my kids, to be honest. When I'm with my kids or with friends and just having like really simple conversations about just life. Like it, it sounds very blase, very nothing. But even, you know, yesterday, my kids, before they went to bed, they, they gave each other a hug. And my kids are... My daughter's four, my son's three. And they gave each other a hug and they just giggled and ran off. And I just thought, you know, this is literally what, what, how can life be better than this? Simple things like that that are more important than everything else. Cats or dogs? Cats. Summer or winter? Summer. Talking or texting? Talking. Day or night? Day. Beach holidays or city breaks? Beach. A good book or a good film? Film. And I think I know the answer to this one already, but Jay-Z or Kanye? Yeah, Kanye. And you're the first person ever to say cats, <laughs> ever. <laughs> <laughs> I know, I know I've got a cat, so I totally agree. But yeah, you're the first person in about really? 40 episodes to say that. <laughs> I think, um, well, I don't, don't quote me on this because I'm not 100% sure, but cats seem more intelligent to me. I'm much more interested in felines as a, as a, as a type of animal than I am dogs. There's well, such an intrigue to the way they think. They have their own minds, though, don't they, cats? Whereas dogs, yeah. they just they they like to be told what to do. Whereas cats, they just like don't give a shit and they do what they want, <laughs> basically. Yeah, I I definitely can. I feel like I can relate to that a lot more as well. Marvin, I've I've had a great time chatting to you, mate, and it's likewise. It's been an absolute pleasure having you on, and thank you, thanks for being so open because not everybody is as open as you've been and I do really appreciate it because you've you've kind of touched upon everything that I wanted to ask you so yeah thank you very much mate no 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 worries at all and thanks for having me that's right I'll um I'll speak to you soon hopefully yeah perfect nice one brilliant cheers mate speak to you later cheers cheers, cheers. cheers. bye, bye. So that was the stress sessions with Marvin Sordell and I just want to apologise um, because I feel like I fanboyed him a little bit, probably too much. <laughs> uh, 
And I think that's because I waited for so long to get him on the podcast. And probably because he's a footballer and I love football. But I think when he came out with the Kanye West answer at the start to his kind of song that puts him in a happy, positive place, I was like, oh man, like my favourite artist, I'm speaking to a footballer. So yeah, apologies if I was slightly embarrassing. (laughs) But yeah, that that was a great chat. I really enjoyed speaking to Marvin and yeah, what, what a sound guy. And he is in a new kind of step in his career now and I wish him all the luck in doing what he's doing because he's doing a great job. I found him on LinkedIn and I told him that. I came across him on LinkedIn um, and when I saw his name, I was like, oh shit, that's Marvin Sordell, the former footballer. So yeah, no, he's he's obviously doing a pretty good job. But um, yeah, still thinking about the whole fan fan girl slash fanboying thing about him. <laughs> Um, yeah, lost my train of thought. But yeah, thank you so much for listening. And I say this in every single episode, but I am not a professional. Everything I speak about and everything that my guests speak about are just our own points of view, our own opinions. And I am just here to have chats about mental health. So if you are suffering from mental ill health or you do need to speak to someone you don't have anybody to speak to, please click the link in my podcast notes and it will take you to a page with lots and lots of helpful charities, helpful numbers, helpful websites that will be able to help you out and get the help that you need. Next week, I'm going to be speaking to another incredible guest. I'm not sure who that is yet because I was going to use the podcast that didn't record and I'm not really recording that for a couple of weeks. So you'll have to wait and see who that is. But no doubt I'll be back again next Monday with the stress sessions episode five I think it is yeah five this was four episode five so remember like share and finally review if you can do that review like now it will literally take two seconds give me that five stars say what a fantastic podcast I hope you think that you might not be honest like I'm I'm open to honest opinions and yeah just leave me a review because like that that's the thing that matters um with with this whole podcasting thing so yeah thank you I, I keep rambling on thank you so much for listening and i will see you again next week or he you'll hear me again next week so bye